America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline, brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference, brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight, brought to you by Pfizer. Early start, brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front, brought to you by Pfizer. Week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press data download brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Start. Six, five, four, three. Two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Joe, how are you doing today? I think all those hellos were absolutely unnecessary. I think I think one hello is sufficient. Is one hello enough? Uh, for a, a formal if, greeting. <clears throat> but what if you cannot contain all of the joy and gladness that you have for someone for, for the appearance of somebody else in your in your visual space well that's kind of like saying allow myself to introduce myself, myself. <laughs> i mean there's nothing nothing, nece- nothing necessarily inherently wrong in that statement it's true it's 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 more words than necessary yeah. but it's, it's not technically true false i mean i'm going to I mean, myself is going to introduce myself. I am going to introduce me. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it's like the people that say howdy, but I realized I did, I did that sometimes too. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> I, I guess it really doesn't matter. As long as you're being friendly in your uh, words yeah. uh, when you first see someone, it does. it really doesn't matter. It does not matter. Just be genuine in your statements and in your words. Just like as you can trust everything that we're saying is genuine because uh, the the Standing Brothers podcast is proud to announce that we take no money from Pfizer. That's right. So uh, not sponsored by not Pfizer. sponsored by Pfizer. So we are very proud. We're, I've I've been, I've been sitting on that all week, and now I can finally come out and say it. Right. It's, it, it's been it's been a long hard road, but we have finally made it, Joe. We're not taking money from Pfizer. Not Never have. Money. Uh, we don't take money from any pharmaceutical companies yep. because I don't think they know we exist. So, so after that intro, you have a you have a conundrum here that I'm putting on you. Like, like this is I am putting this conundrum on you. Um, you have clearly heard the biases of every of all the other networks that were um, portrayed in the beginning, and you also have us. So your decision is pretty clear here. Not saying you're a bad person if you don't listen to us and listen to ABC, but you know, you picked your side. Yeah, you, uh, or as James Leahy said, you picked the wrong side, buddy. You had a choice. You picked the wrong side, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, yeah. Got a lot of things to talk about. Got some, uh, we got a big, we got a big anniversary. Oh, yeah. Get to get the anniversary of the, um, of the worst day in American history. Ever. Look, so when it, whenever, a hundred years from now, whenever they've written about, whenever they've they're teaching history to the new students, they're gonna have you know, all of the sins of America, you know, the slavery and 
and um, all the bad things that have happened, like Jim like nine eleven and Jim Crow. And the teachers were like, you know, those were bad, but let me tell you about January sixth, twenty twenty one. And everyone just like gets gets real quiet, and, a, you, and you can hear a pin drop. And then if someone cracks a joke, it's like a Hitler joke in school. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, they're basically doing a Sieg Heil there in yes. the classroom. If you crack a joke about January 6th, 100 years from now, it's going to be like cracking a joke at like Auschwitz or something like that. Yeah. It's going to be treated the exact same way. <sighs> Show some reverence. You know, I largely think that by, by the next – by four years from now when we have a new president, if we have a new <coughs> president, this will be forgotten about. Uh-huh. You think so? I think within the decade, this will be forgotten about. I am not as optimistic about that, but, you know, I would hope to share it. But uh, what are we talking about? If you've been living under a rock and you don't know what the January 6th um, uh, attack or whatever you want to call it, the insurrection, I'm using using air quotes, um, a year ago yesterday, because today is the 7th, a year ago yesterday, um, there was some Trump supporters that, that took it upon themselves um, to go storm the Capitol for... It's a revolution! It's a revolution, man! <laughs> it's a revolution, man! Did you, did you ever see that, that... That's a woman yeah. who got... She got pepper sprayed, I think, and she was... We're going cr- to the Capitol! It's a revolution, man! She was, like, crying and stuff. And she, so they she pepper even, sprayed me! She's like, came and see, like, it's a revolution, man! We're just trying to make some change! <laughs> and then they pepper sprayed me! Like, what the crap? I thought we were on the same side! Oh, man. Uh, so, <clears throat> January 6th was a glorified keg party compared to the 100 days of the summer of love that we had in 2020 because of uh, the George Floyd uh, death. So, there was like 100 days of just outright violence, rioting, stores looted, crops burned, people stampeded. <laughs> Don't, don't don't go there. <laughs> um, but just senseless violence over the death of George Floyd, who, you know, that's his whatever. Um, there were so many businesses that had nothing to do with George Floyd at all. Like there was a uh, I don't I don't know if this was after Dante Wright or whoever it was, but uh, there was a Wendy's that was burned in Georgia. Yeah, that was after the. That was not Dante Wright, I don't think, was it? I don't remember. It was there the was guy, some other. There you know, was some it other. Was, no, it was the guy that um, that uh, escaped or was trying to escape the police there in, in the Wendy's. That's beside the point. So the the target that was there in the local area of uh, where George Floyd was died was was torched and looted for no reason. The difference between that and because the left and everyone made every excuse known to man for the violence that happened over that summer. Who said a protest or a riot had to be peaceful? Uh, Cuomo um, they made all the excuses in the world for that. And the the only justifiable form of violence that I could see was the fact that they attacked the police department. Okay, yeah, that you shouldn't do that. I'm not advocating that. But your problem is with the police. Take it to the police. Mm-hmm. Don't take it to the target. Um, or, or don't take it to a business that had nothing to do with right. it. Uh, or don't don't you know burn down your neighbor's pawn shop and then shoot David Dorn while you're trying to steal a TV. Yeah. The difference is with January 6th is okay. So they think there was uh, inequ- not inequalities, but they think there was problems with the election. 
The election wasn't done fairly. It was a stop the steal rally, right? So instead of going down and burning down, um, you know, Ben's Chili Bowl down there in D.C., which you know that that would have been a true hate crime because Ben's Chili Bowl been worse was awesome. Than January sixth, yeah. So instead of going to going, going down there to, to burn Ben's Chili Bowl, they went to the Capitol because the Capitol is where they were counting the votes, where they were going to certify the election. So it only makes sense that they would go protest there, not outside Ben's Chili Bowl. Stop the steal! Stop the steal in front of Ben's Chili Bowl. Does that make any sense? No. No. Or you're in front of a, the Walmart in Alexandria. Stop the steal! Stop the steal! Does that make any sense? No. So they go down to, to the Donnie's uh, big speech he did there. He spoke for over an hour on the eclipse, which, I mean, wow. The stamina. The stamina to, to bloviate about a, a stolen election for an hour, that takes some serious uh gusto. Gusto. Um but then they all but then the but the but the, the people who were at the <coughs> Trump's rally, uh, they weren't really the ones who broke in first. They there were other people breaking in before Trump even finished speaking. Mm-hmm. So most of the people there were upset because of the election and how it was conducted. And they took the fight to the right people. Now, I'm not saying it was right or was justified, but to say that this was an insurrection, which, again, this is what kills me about conservatives. This, it just kills me because you have uh, Ted Cruz saying it was, a, and it was an act of terrorism. Like, mm, no, not really. Was it a riot? Sure. Was it a bad idea? Yeah. But was it terrorism? Right, so we're going we're gonna to put... The summer of love, as they called it, the summer of 2020 after George Floyd, the 100 days of the siege on American small-town America. We're going to put that on par with January 6th? Well, uh, okay, mm-hmm. even, if no. you're, even if you want to call it an insurrection or a terrorist attack, whatever, the fact that no one has been charged with that... Or with insurrection. Or with insurrection. There's been... The, They're charged with trespassing. No one has been charged with committing insurrection or domestic terrorism there, there hasn't why because a court would throw it out because there because no judge can look at that and be like well he came in he he wandered into the building whenever everyone was already inside unarmed and didn't commit any crimes besides other than being in a building he shouldn't have been in he or she that's not in that's not insurrection and it it in if this was Let's just say the media is right. Let's just say this was a planned insurrection to overthrow the election. Um, the fact that, number one, it was so easily allowed, can, all things considered, that we have the most well-armed country in the world, and this is supposed to be probably the the second or third most well-defended building in America, and that it was just so easily allowed Besides to Epstein's be— Island. Is that in America or is that off the coast? It doesn't matter. The fact that it was so easily breached, um, it, it's it, to me, it, it smells. It, it, it doesn't smell good. The fact so that I, I love the fact that, that <clears throat> they claimed this was a military coup, even though the military was never involved, even though there were hardly any guns found, even yeah. though there were pipe bombs that were placed around the Capitol and the, I think, Democratic Republican Party headquarters. Uh, of whom they have not found the person responsible for that. But the people who went inside were taking selfies with statues. This is your great military coup without the military? Yeah. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. So <clears throat> the idea that 
<clears throat> it's it's you can tell that democracy is their god, even though it is the, it is the god that failed. The god that failed. You can tell that you know democracy is their their deity that they worship because you even hear conservative Christ- Christians say this crap that like, well, this is our temple of democracy. First of all, not a democracy. Second of all, it's a building. <laughs> okay, you know, it's a building, right? The church is a is a building. It's just a building, right? If Christ lives in all of us. The church is just a building. It's not a temple. Same thing with uh, with the Capitol. Just because you vote, it doesn't make it a building of to be worshipped. It's a building. Buildings come and go. Like, this is not the first attack to ever be done on the Capitol. There were numerous attacks. Bombs have been set off in the Capitol before. There were, there were firefights. Actual, sh- you know, volleys of bullets being traded back and forth in the Capitol before. You can go back to just just the Vietnam War era. <clears throat> People were setting off pipe bombs because they were upset about the about the war in uh, Vietnam. But but because people broke some windows and defecated on some desks means that this is the worst attack ever. I mean, come on, this is no. Yeah, that, that that's just that's just what it is. Um, you know what's funny is, um. The fact that you had complete justification for what happened over the summer of 2020, and I've gotten into multiple conversations about this um, with many different people, and uh, you know the number one argument they always use besides the whole "why does a protest have to be peaceful?" They oh I don't know they 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 bring up one point. Um, from history that that is supposed to be the end all be all argument destroying argument is well you guys supported the the whole tea party remember that the boston tea party right right so that means that means that everything that happened over the summer is completely justified okay you know that was a i saw multiple corporate press headlines equating what happened to um what happened over the summer to the boston tea party Why is it a stupid argument? If you remember your history, what was the Boston Tea Party trying to trying to do? It was a protest. It was a revolt against a taxation In the placed on tea on Eastern India Trading Company ships, which was a government monopoly. And the only thing that they destroyed were a couple of locks and the tea. Well, they replaced they, the locks. Yes, and they even swept up the deck after they were done. Right. So you can't sit there and say that the destruction, the targeted destruction of government property is the same as burning down some person's Wendy's or tire shop because a black man was shot unjustifiably. Now, if the Boston Tea Party's members then were to go and firebomb someone's marketplace or somebody's tavern or someone's blacksmith shop on the way home, then I'd have an issue with that. You could even say that what happened on January 6th is more in line with that argument. I'm not saying – I'm not making the argument that it's justified because of the Boston Tea Party, but that's a, that's a better argument. Yeah, it <laughs> because is. Because it's a coordinated attack, a coordinated assault, a riot on what happened. <clears throat> <clears throat> they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't replace the locks and sweep up when they were done, but they went in there, they made their message, and then they left. It's it's kind of like these people have just all they read is a corporate press, which is obvious, but or they just get the Reader's Digest version of history, where it's like, oh, uh, they 
committed some kind of active protest and some stuff was broken and a lot of money was lost. Oh, same thing as burning down a target. I mean, come on. It's the same thing. Um, but you can constantly see it's happening more and more and more. The so-called conservatives, the ones you thought were real conservatives, are now becoming conservative ink, the establishment like Ted Cruz. Is that they will always, <clears throat> always, within a matter of time, they will always take the less position and make it their own. So January 6th, was it a great idea? No. Was it a bad thing? Yes. But it wasn't Pearl Harbor and it wasn't 9-11. But yet you were going to have these conservatives genuflect and bend the knee to the progressive establishment because, well, that's just the way the conservatives do business now, is that they will always take their narrative and make it their own. So they will take the, the whole, and even T Ted Cruz was called out by Tucker Carlson for this. He's like, Ted Cruz says it was an act of terrorism. terrorism. Uh, Tucker Carlson was like, are you serious? You're, you're going to equate the whole summer of 2020 to this? Come yeah. on. This is the failure of conservatism, Inc., is that I think Tim Poole talked about this. And he's like, you know, why are we even talking about this? Is it because all the news agencies are talking about this? Is it because all the corporate press is talking about it? Fox News says, well, if CNN's talking about it, we got to talk about it too. We got to have the same message that they have. It's like, it's like you can ne they never go out on the offensive. If they're always playing defensive and telling the left, well, uh, we'll, we'll do better next time. Well, it's, it's okay, it's not that bad, you know? And there's, there's never any fight in these people for anything to, to make the message of their own. To go on the offensive and say, you know what? Yeah, it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad either. There was a headline that I think it, I forget who it was from, but I saw it yesterday. It said, um, the, the anniversary of January 6th um, is a time for the GOP to do some self-reflection or something like that. Was that from uh, National Review? It might have been something like that. But then the, the issue, though, is that that's what the GOP is doing. Yeah. Is instead of instead of saying yeah it shouldn't have happened but I'm not going to apologize for it, I'll apologize for it right after you condemn what happened in 2020. Yep, that's 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 what that's, that's what the message should be, because not only did they permit it, they encouraged it. Keep in mind, 2020 was at the height of the COVID of nonsense. the COVID nonsense whenever people were locked in their homes in the height of the restrictions. Well, but if you listen to other folks who said that the the uh, riots and protests actually lower the COVID <coughs> numbers because they were outside wearing masks. But then here's the thing also. Here, here, this is the, this, this the that. thing that, I, that I've tried. <laughs> I know it's so stupid. This is the things that I've tried to really ra to hammer home with people, and they don't get it because they're in this whole, well, what about the whole plight of, of, of the minority class in America? So white people don't really matter right now. Here's the issue, though. In 2020, you shut down all these people's businesses told them that they were racist and that they were misogynistic and that they hated black people over the course of 2020 and how it was time for them to shut up and listen to the plight of of, of the african-american community you you lectured them for an entire year closed their businesses down told them that, that they were murderers because they wanted to open up their business and because they wanted to see friends and family told them that they were the worst and that they were the ones that are well per, they were the ones yeah. that were um, pushing this pandemic forward, and they're the reason why we can't get past that. And then, at the end of the year, you threw all this shady business about the election. I'm not saying it was stolen, because I, I personally don't know. But you have, we voted, this is, we've never voted like this in the history of this country, and you pull a whole new system out. And then at the moment that all of this funny business happens, you declare that Joe Biden's the winner, and any questions 
that's raised is immediately censored, shut down. You're not allowed to question it. Never mind the fact that four years ago, that's what everybody did was question oh, yeah. it. You said, shut up. This is the result. And if you question it or if you bring up anything that might undermine the election, we're going to censor you. We're going to label you as being anti-democratic and you are not going to be allowed to do that. And then you have the audacity to get upset whenever these people lash out after everything that you've put them through. No, I'm sorry. I don't have sympathy for an entire year. Um, white America. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not a racialist. I'm, not, I'm no. I'm, I'm not doing that. And I'm not saying that the plight of the white person. That's not. It's not my 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 point at all. But you can't sit there and look at 2020 and look at the look at all of the targeted attacks from media and from the government when it came to COVID and it came to and it came to the summer of 2020 and then cap it all off with the election. And then be like, oh well, well, you, well your problems are not. Are not equal to mine. Stop that. That's not. That's not. I, I'm not saying that one issue is worse than the other. But just because you enabled one, and then you're going to criticize the other, what really what it is is because they attacked a, a government building. Yeah. That's really what it is. Well, I mean, that's also kind of not how <laughs> democracy works either. If 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 we all believe in democracy, which I don't think anybody does, but if democracy works like how democracy is supposed to work, isn't there supposed to be debate? Isn't there supposed to be a meeting no, of the minds? No, not allowed to. Isn't there supposed to be? You know, we're going to vote on this. Once ABC called the election, that's it. You weren't allowed to question it. Even now, if you bring up anything on the election on YouTube, they'll like put a little blurb underneath your video saying that the election results are finalized and all that other kind of crap. It's it's true. So I just I don't I don't know. This is why this is another reason why I I have zero confidence in Republicans and conservatives to do literally anything. It's because the way that they will just besides a like a handful like I think it was Matt Gates and uh, Margie Taylor Green they they had said something about January six. I haven't watched it, but they're the, they're the ones. She was take, on Tim Pool recently talking yeah, about it. They took the dissenting view of the whole COVID, not COVID, but the January six thing. Two people out of the whole Republican Party that I can see, two people. I think Thomas Massey has been very quiet on it. He hasn't. I think that he would have. He largely agreed with our sentiment that it wasn't good, but he wouldn't have called it a terrorist attack. Right, and and then then the fact <coughs> that just. So I watched Nancy Pelosi with Lester Holt, that weirdo. weirdo. Um, they they were talking about it, and they were going through the Capitol, building her office. This is where that uh, thug put his legs, put his feet up on my desk. Oh, no. Oh, no. And <laughs> what was funny to me was is that um, she was saying about how some of the stuff in her office could be replaced. And as I was watching the video, I was like, yeah, because you got insurance. Yeah, why are they upset? They got they got insurance. I'm telling you right now, everything in that building is insured. So why are they upset? I mean, that, that was the argument they used again since December 2020. Well, you got insurance on that, Wendy's. What are you complaining about? Right. And then it, it got to where they were talking about the legacy of it. And she was like <laughs> this. She put it on par with uh, Pearl Harbor and uh, 9-11. And all you have to do, all you have to do, to compare the three events is just look at pictures and death counts. And 9-11 was like 3,000 people that died and three buildings 
uh, were knocked down. One was um, there was an explosion outside of one of them, the Pentagon, and then the plane went down there in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Pearl Harbor, I think 2,500 people died. Numerous sh ships were destroyed. Airfields, I think, were damaged. Uh, th probably thousands and thousands of injuries related to that. But also the look but, at what happened as a result. Right, and which launched America getting into another war. Which cost hundreds of thousands of lives. Of lives, not just Americans, but, you know, European lives, too. Uh, January 6th, um, some broken windows, uh, Ashley Babbitt died, there was a, a police, uh, there was a Capitol <coughs> Police officer that died with things that were unrelated to the events few, that day. A few heart attacks, I think it was a stroke. Some heart attacks, some strokes, uh, so they had to clean up some human, uh, defecation, um. There was a few broken doors. There was some, a stolen laptop. Some papers were thrown about. Um, somebody sat in the speaker's chair. Another That's person. That's right there. That's it right there. <laughs> somebody sat in the the president of the Senate's chair. Um, hmm. I think maybe some smoke bombs. There were some flashbangs that went off. I don't know if there's any big fires. There wasn't. Yeah, I think that's it. So, so definitely, definitely on definitely par with the other worse. two. Um, definitely now, the now in nine eleven there were people jumping from the from the twin towers to the ground like thousand feet up, jumping to their death. Was anybody jumping off the roof of the Capitol because it was so dangerous inside? Did any, was anybody jumping off the doing a swan dive off the rotunda? Joe, this this language is undermining the horrors but, that the journalists oh God. had to go under. The journalists, did you see this this beast? I was on CNN. They were with Brian Stelter, and they were saying that they have PTSD, and they can't sleep to this day because of the January 6th. And these people I, were visibly disturbed, like they had just witnessed, um, like, like, like they witnessed war. a murder. They just witnessed a murder. They just saw somebody brutally murdered in front of them, or, or they've just been shell-shocked. That's what they were equating what happened to them as. Now, of course, these journalists, some of them were only there. They, well, The one journalist was there after all the bad stuff happened. It doesn't matter. He still witnessed the horrors. Now, I can understand the one officer who was trying to keep <coughs> the doors closed, who was being surrounded by all the protesters, and they were pushing and shoving him, and he looked like he was afraid for his life. That guy, I could legitimately see, came, he might have some problems from this. But a journalist who was just walking around with the Trump supporters, oh, somebody said the N-word. Oh no! Somebody said the F word. The P, you know, not not the F word, but you know, the one that refers to a gay person. Oh no! Uh, oh my God! I can't sleep at night. I mean, what a cuck! I mean, what a what a small-minded, weak pos you have to be to say you suffer from PTSD from this. I mean, your life has been so sheltered. You have been so cloistered in your little weighted uh, serenity, serenity now blanket that just because you saw some people break a window for god's sakes at the capitol now you have ptsd what about the people who saw david dorn get shot what about the people who saw what happened in kenosha what about the people who worked at that target who saw all these people coming in and just breaking everything and stealing stuff do they have ptsd do you see them complaining about it <clears throat> no it's only the pampered uh so-called journalists who who happen to see some very unsavory things happen and now they're like oh my god i can't sleep at night these are the same people that would write 
Kyle Rittenhouse was faking his tears. Oh, yeah. Whenever he had to recount th- that night. Shooting but two at the, people. But at the same time, um, want our sympathy for suffering from PTSD from being on the ground that, that day. It's something all right. So uh, what do you think the legacy – I mean, I know that Obama said our democracy is at a greater risk. I know that Jimmy yeah, Carter wrote a, an op-ed in the New York Times. I didn't read, of I course, read because either. I value my sanity. Um, something else was written about it. Um, I think that o- Biden called it like the darkest day in American history or oh, something please. like that. So what do you think, though? I mean, I mean, now that we're a year from it and they're still talking about it and they're, st- they're still trying to milk this thing for all it is um, – what do you think is going to be the legacy? Do you think that my my interpretation of it is correct that a hundred years from now it'll be viewed in the same light as nine uh, eleven and Pearl Harbor oh, and no. the war? You know, like Jim Crow and everything else. It'll be like one of those blights on our history. I, I I don't I I don't think so. I think within a matter of just a couple of years, this is all going to be forgotten about. Um, there there will be some people who will try to keep it alive, uh, especially those in the corporate press who will try to keep it alive. Uh, until Hillary, Hillary Clinton finally gets off the blood transfusion machine, she's going to bring it up every year. Um, Biden has probably already forgotten about it. He doesn't, um, know, he doesn't even know where he is. He doesn't know what he was talking about. He, he probably legitimately thought he was talking about the anniversary of Pearl Harbor or something um, because he was alive then. Um, but no, I just I don't think it's going to have the lasting legacy that these other things have because, because, like, <coughs> because things like... Um, Pearl Harbor and 9/11. That was a real tragedy. Like people, a lot of people died. A lot of stuff was destroyed. January 6, not so much. It's like, does everybody remember every school shooting that ever happened? No. The the people largely forget about it. Is any? Did, have we ever found out what happened with the Las Vegas shooter? Nope. We're still waiting on have that ever, one. Has anyone? Have we ever gotten to the bottom of that? No. So just like we've all forgotten the the Las Vegas shooting, we're gonna forget this. So I just I don't I don't see it having a, a the staying power of a 9/11 or Pearl Harbor. Um, just like we've all kind of just like everyone's forgotten about Waco. More that was a way more of a tragedy than January 6 was, and we we've all forgotten about that. So I just don't see it. I don't see having the staying power. I think it'll be used as. As kind of like how the GOP, this is, this is a crude example, but kind of how the GOP uses Biden's crime bill against Biden. This will be the the ultimate. Um, it'll be like the new race card for the for, for the for the Democrats against the GOP. Remember, this is the party that that did the insurrection. Whenever there's, whenever three or four presidential cycles from now, whenever it's the GOP and Democratic um, nominees debating, whenever there's nothing else to play. They'd be like, well, this is the party that did the January 6th attack. Do you want this guy back in the White House? So they'll do that, and they'll always use that against Republicans, and the Republicans will let them do it because yeah. they don't – because they won't they – won't, That's uh, when the Republican guy will be like, well, you know, it was a it was a tragedy, yeah. and we never should have happened, and we deeply apologize for everything that happened. And yeah. then they'll – it's kind of like how whenever they use the race card, they always – find some way to 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 stumble over that yeah. obstacle which they should will, be an the, instant the right will allow the left to use that against them <laughs> and they will never do anything about it yeah i agree well um one year ago and the biggest disappointment in american history according to reed coverdale so mm. there you have that um i know that he's been on getter just going after mm-hmm. it so if you want to 
If you want, like, keep in mind, his humor is a little bit more dark than ours, but if you want a good chuckle, uh, I think you'll find some of the things that he wrote pretty funny. So, we do have some more of the COVID uh, news. I've got two more little stories of like, the COVID news. Um, first, um, every year, CNN hands out their Business CEO Award. This is an award that goes out to the best CEO of the year. And um, if if in the beginning of the, the, the first minute of the podcast were to elude, um, I probably spoiled it in the beginning. But um, sh- unbeknown, shockingly, uh, they give it to the Pfizer CEO as the CEO of the year, everybody. Woo! It's Pfizer CEO. Um, I've heard jokes that said that he just he, <laughs> he just bought himself an award. <laughs> yeah, but... If you think I'm joking, I'm not joking. CNN gave the CEO of Pfizer CEO of the of the year award, and this article, which I'll I'll link down below, is just absolutely hilarious. Um, it's almost like he wrote it himself. That's just what it feels like. So there's some things down here, um, where it says the COVID nineteen pandemic is far from over, but life in many ways has returned to to something resembling normal for many. That's enlarged to that's in large part because there are now multiple coronavirus vaccines, including one from Pfizer. Oh, how about that? How about that, everybody? Um, it goes down further to say that um, the CEO was our choice for all that Pfizer has done in the year where COVID vaccines went mainstream. Vaccine was even word of the year by Merriam Webster and helped stabilize America's economy and the world's for that matter. <laughs> I'm um are you are you sure about that? Because I think the December job numbers just came out as we start recording, and uh, well, let's just say that they missed the target. Not looking too hot. <laughs> Not looking too hot. Um, is the economy really stabilized? And can we really equate vaccines to that? Because you know, I'm looking at here. I'm going to pull up the COVID cases right now, and um, didn't we break a million COVID cases on Monday? Yeah. Um, I don't think life has gone back to normal for a lot of people and i really don't think that um the vaccines are all doing what they promised to do because you know if they were supposed to be working you know surely we would have had a lot less cases but you know that that's just me Let, let's go down further he talks about um the um pill that they're trying to get authorized which is funny because you know, there are some treatments out there that have been shown to be effective, but, you know, we're not allowed to use those. Okay. we got to use the expensive ones from okay, Big Pharma. Okay, so I, I, just look at, I just looked at the jobs numbers, and this I don't understand, okay? Mm-hmm. So the estimate was 422000 They only got 199000 <coughs> Pretty but, big mess. But unemployment still fell. So it it's, was at 4.1%, now it's at 3.9%. I, I don't understand that. I don't know. But anyway, he said uh, the recent rise of the Omicron variant has created concerns around the global around the globe about the, about the efficacy of the current vaccines. But he told CNN Business that he believes it's and biotech's a uh, BioNTech's vaccine will control Omicron quite well. So so he feels that it's going to be effective, right? He feels that the the current vaccine out there with two doses and a booster is going to be it's going to work quite well. He did say, however, that it is possible that Pfizer will need to launch a new vaccine to specifically target Omicron and any other future variants. 
So which one is it? <laughs> is it effective or are you making a new one? They're both correct. They're both right, everybody. Oh my gosh. Here we go. Um, after all, Pfizer said its latest earnings release in November that it generated $13 billion in the third quarter from the vaccine and it is going to generate $36 billion in revenue just from one vaccine. $36 billion from one vaccine. Well, I mean, that's why he's CEO of the year. Because he, he's, he's bringing in all that cash. All that printed cash into, uh, into Pfizer. I, um, whew. there was something in here I was trying to find about how he said that, um, it's concerning that there's so many people that haven't gotten vaccinated. Um, Do you, this is what I understand. If, how is a CEO oh, he, allowed to say something like that? Here, here it is. Here. I don't see any reason why next year won't be a normal year if we do these simple things that are available to us, like take my vaccine I'm selling. That's what. How is that? How is that ethical? How is the the CEO of a company that uh, produces a vaccine allowed to say those kinds of things without some kind of conflict of interest? If we have, because he has a financial interest in whether or oh, not yeah. people get the vaccine. Here he says, if we have very big numbers of people that don't want to do a third dose or be vaccinated at all, that's a problem. How is he allowed <coughs> to say that? Okay, I'm gonna equate this to something different. Okay. Keep, let's just forget that he's selling a vaccine. Let's just say that he's selling um, cars. Let's just say that he's selling cars or something, sorry, less expensive. Let's say that he's selling um, phones, right? He's selling, let's say, let's say that this is Tim Cook of Apple. He says, Tim I don't Apple. see, yeah, Tim Apple. I don't, let's say, Tim Apple says, I don't see any reason why we can return to next year if we do these simple things that are available to us. We have very big numbers of people that don't want to, to upgrade a new phone or don't want to buy an iPhone at all. That's a problem. Well, so what he's saying you know, is that it's a problem if you don't want to go out and get my product. That's exactly what he's saying. Well, it's all. It's, it could also be like in the financial sector, <coughs> reason why there's rules and regulations around how someone like Warren Buffett's allowed to talk about stocks, because he can't say, "Oh, you got to buy the stock that he may or may but not I own be four hundred million shares of." Yeah, he may or may not be a, a, attached to. You, you can't do that. It's this. It should be the same thing with this. He has a financial interest for his shareholders and for the company that he's the CEO of to sell vaccines. And he comes out here and says all these doom and gloom things like, what did Biden say? It's going to be the summer of – The winter of darkness and death. Right. And if he were to say that while at the same time, <coughs> at the same time selling vaccines, isn't that some of a conflict of interest? Because if, this, if COVID hadn't happened and the Pfizer came out with a vaccine for, I don't know, the cures, whatever um, – and in the, in the, the CEO were to come out and say, well, if we don't do this, we'll be death and despair and destruction for years to come. The left would go crazy with, well, he has a financial interest in selling vaccines. But because it's COVID, everyone just ignores that. And everyone cheers him on as yeah. being this, he gets an award. He says, we are aiming for a 4 billion dose annual manufacturing capacity of our current vaccine. And if we have to switch between the two the old and the new one, we are we will still make four billion. We don't expect to lose any volume. You 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 know why he's not going to lose any volume? It's because the government's just giving him money for this. 
The government's saying, give us these vaccines. We're writing you a blank check, essentially. And they're just going to keep cranking these suckers out because they get paid per per dose. That's how this is all working. So, of course, he's like, yeah, we're just going to keep making him. How much do they make per dose? Oh, I don't know how much they're making per dose, but they're making <coughs> they they get the contracts from the government and they just keep cranking it out. I I I just don't see how that's that's a, he ethical. says people that don't want a third dose or be vaccinated at all is a problem. If you don't buy my product, that's a problem. If you don't take my third dose of my product, that's also a problem. I think it's funny that the How can you be allowed to say that? Now, you would think for a pharmaceutical company, the CEO would maybe have to have a background in medicine. You would think, right? It would only make sense. The problem is this guy has a background in veterinarian medicine. Now, I, I'm not a, an, an evolutionist or anything, but there's a pretty big difference between animals and humans. You know, the guy that used to, you know, vaccinate dogs is not going to vaccinate humans. There's a difference between humans and animals. But... How is it that we that the 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 CEO of the largest pharmaceutical company? I assume Pfizer's the largest. Pfizer's one of the largest. Yeah, is going to be a veterinarian. Now, I'm now I'm not saying that you have to be the expert in that field to run a particular uh, company. Like, I'm not saying you have to have a background in NASA to run an aerospace company. I'm not saying that you have to be, uh, you know, uh, a mechanic to run <coughs> a parts store. You know, be CEO of a parts store company. I'm not, that's not that's all I'm saying, but I'm saying. You would you would think you would have some kind of background, at least something, in medicine, to be the CEO of a, of a company like this? Because it would only make sense, right? It certainly it certainly wouldn't hurt. Because how can you ask intelligent questions if you don't know what you're talking about? Yeah, you know this is something that, um, in this entire puff piece, and I'll I'll link it down below. Um, doesn't mention anything um, that's helping people other than, than the COVID vaccine. That's the only thing we're allowed to talk about as far as a treatment or as far as um, well, a, there, a preventative measure. There is no treat. There is no preventative. There is measure. no treatment. It's just a vaccine. There's just here. Here's the way you treat this, or who is the only thing you're allowed to do: wear a mask, socially distance, or get vaccinated. That's it. You're not allowed to talk about anything else. That's all you're supposed to do is those three things. Right. The whole monoclonal antibodies is now federalized and. States are, get, are getting the short end of the stick. They're not able to get the access to, which is beyond. I mean, to, it's to me, it's a criminal that you're going to because, I mean, you can speak to it, how much it helped you. And it's yeah. helped millions of other people. Um, the fact that we're not in, investigating, just 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 investigating other low cost drugs. You know why we're not? It's because of stuff like this. There's no money in these other things. There's no money and flumosamine or whatever that's called, um, ivermectin. The ivory, and, the hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, the, there's the no money to be made. Why? Because it's generic drugs that anybody can make. You don't you don't have to be Pfizer to make and crank these things out. Well, and that's why we're not investigating them. Well, as soon as Pfizer comes out with their COVID pill, whatever that's going to look like. Oh, that'll get that'll get green. That'll right? be the only preventative measure or <coughs> a treatment that, that will be available for anyone because Pfizer can make a crap ton of money from it. There's yep. no reason why. Well, and this also goes into um, patent laws and and um, I. IP laws in, in general when it comes to medicines and why the, I don't think there should be patent protection for these certain types of of um, prescriptions and medicines because even if um, 
let's just say that the Pfizer vaccine was not able to be patented and that anyone could make one. Well, then there wouldn't be this giant push for this and only this because that means that any laboratory and any medical manufacturing capability could make this. And or could they, or they could open it up, they could pull, you know, open up the hood and see what's in it. Exactly. So, you know, if you ever if you ever wanted just again, we are we are there is we have split the atoms of the, of the dead horse when it comes to what is going on with this vaccine and with this um, pandemic. There we have split the atoms. Okay, there 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 are we are, we are down to the corks <laughs> of of the atoms. We are at the plank length. Okay, of all of, of all, I'm throwing a bunch of science terms, but I'm, we are down to the plank length of of of, of these of, of matter at this point. And the fact that the the CEO of Pfizer um, is credited with the only treatment for this thing, and he is the CEO of the year, after playing what I played in the beginning, which I think I'm going to start playing just for every episode for, for a time now, just to really just hammer that home. Um, y- y- what, what Again, what more do these people need? Well, it's, it's just – it's the constant verbal just – desecration of just nonsense <coughs> i mean the the corporate press and the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies it's like okay so they're they're the pharmaceutical companies and the uh the corporate press are the first link in the human centipede and then the rest of us are the middle link in the human centipede that's what this whole thing is is that we just get the regurgitation of nonsense from the first link <laughs> that's that's disgusting <laughs> All I right. thought of that yesterday. I was like, I'm going to say that. <laughs> that's gross. All right, something else that's that's disgusting. We are approaching the end here. So I don't know if you know who Ethan Klein is. Do you know who Ethan Klein is? I'm vaguely familiar with him. Okay, so Ethan Klein is a – he he's, he's a YouTuber, and he had a YouTube channel. He still has one called H3HG Productions, and he did kind of like reactionary commentary stuff back in the hype of the youtube like commentary days back in like 2014 I I, 2015 i think i watched some of those videos and i just thought they were incredibly stupid well they, they are they are and i i have to admit just i think that he was pretty funny back in the day i think that he was one of those um one of those pioneers of that genre of youtube and i have to admit you know it's slapstick is what it is i watched a lot of his stuff and i thought it was funny um i've kind of fallen off of watching him in the last three or four years because he has gotten just so insufferable um, politically, and I don't mind people having political opinions. I don't mind people um, espousing their ideas and their and their uh, Hello, thoughts. Hello, we have a podcast. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind. Um, but what I really want is, I, is I want something original. I want something um, unique on someone's opinion. Not that you have to, you know, be find this new ideology you follow. Um, but whenever you just, whenever your entire message is just lockstep with what the corporate press is telling me, then I don't need to hear your opinions because I can just get it from there. Yeah. Again, he's the middle link of the human centipede. <clears throat> so he has this, uh, the H3H3 political podcast now with Hassan Piker, which if you know who that is, that's all you need. That's all, all you really need, you need to know. It's so insane. Wasn't he Young Turks? Yes, I think he was at one point. So he's also the communist male model. I mean,. You got a point. There was a I I watched a beginning of a debate back in 2020 with him and Michael Knowles. You know who that is from the, yeah. from Daily Wire. One of those very just cookie cutter conservative guys. But even though I I don't have much affinity for those um, really cookie cutter, just like the whole like Daily Wire brand, I don't have much 
appreciation for as much as I probably used to. He just destroys him, and and, and that it's oh my favorite part was um, uh, Ethan Klein was going to debate uh, Stephen Crowder. Yes, and they they you know they do the hellos and everything, the introduction and everything, and then Ethan basically just bows out and brings in another like legit uh, it, um... podcaster who's on the left is Sam something. Um, I can't remember his name, but yeah. he, but but. He Ethan, I don't know if Ethan challenged Stephen to debate or Stephen yes. challenged Ethan to debate. So either way, <coughs> if Ethan challenged Stephen uh, Crowder to a debate, and you just uh, bow out, bow out like a little, you know what, witch, um, and have someone else do your fighting for you. Why is anybody listening to this guy for his political opinions? If he cannot defend them uh, to anyone, let alone let alone Stephen Crowder, I mean, come on. Yeah. No, now, I Stephen mean, Crowder's a firebrand. He, uh, you know, he. he I would not want to debate him. I would never challenge him to one. But I mean, come on. If you're gonna if you're gonna be the big boy here and take on, see, think you're right. And one of the biggest conservatives. One of the in biggest conservative the platforms. And then just bow out like a little. You, you know, know what? what? I yeah. mean, come on. <clears throat> so recently, I, I know that Joe Rogan has been um, has been at the forefront of the targeted the, attacks. The last two weeks of the JRE have just been amazing. Yeah. Um, Joe Rogan has been at the forefront of the quote-unquote vaccine misinformation and vaccine hesitancy. Yeah. And, um, you know, this probably comes from the fact that he gets, you know, up to 10 times the viewership that CNN and a lot of other people get. He pulls in – I think that he's the number one viewed personality on the internet. I could be wrong about that, but I, I want to check the numbers again. He's pretty far up there. I know that each episode gets over 11 million plays. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I mean, that's Tucker Carlson only gets about what two million a night. Well, this is something like this that. Is kind of, it's also kind of the off season too, because it's we're in between elections. But still, though. Yeah. I mean, to to think that Tucker Carlson is the number one um, cable show, cable news show, <clears throat> and he doesn't even do, you know, thirty percent of what of what Rogan's doing. That's that's incredible. Yeah. So Rogan's incredibly popular, and for and for good reason, and much deserved. Um, there's there's no one else really out there that's willing to have conversations with multiple different people about many different topics, and he's unapologetic about what he says. And that's the one thing that I think has um, kept him going for so long is the fact that he doesn't apologize for what he says, unless if he's wrong. If, he, if he's you know wrong about something, he'll come out and say it. But, right. Um, about the COVID stuff, he's been dead right about everything. It seems like since he didn't die from COVID, which everybody wanted him to die from COVID because he's been he's not vaccinated. They're so mad. Is a, it's just been the biggest middle finger F you to the corporate press and to all the supporters of the narrative. It's like, you know what? You you want to say this thing's fine. I'm going to have on everybody who has a dissenting view or just a different view of COVID, right? He has on Peter, uh, Dr. Robert Malone, Peter McAuliffe, uh, Rob uh, Berenson, all these people. Alex peop- Berenson. Alex, Alex all these people who have a dissenting <coughs> view of the COVID regime. He's like, you know what? We're going to hear from these people and because I had the largest platform and you can't touch me. Yeah, screw you. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ethan Klein, who, if you know Ethan, he's not exactly um, what, what, what's, what's we're going to say. He's not exactly um, Tony Horton or he's not exactly um, Arnold Schwarzenegger from the 1970s. He is um, a slob. A, he's, he's a bit overweight and a bit of a slob. And that's not me saying it. That's his entire per persona. You can go back and look at any of his H3H videos. This is his persona that he is a fat, disgusting kind of slob. And that's the joke. And that's fine, right? If that's what that's your stick, you know, whatever. I think there's many other people that have kind of 
played into that. I know that there's many comedians like you know, like, um, um. So Jim Gaffigan has played into his weight, and it's been a part of the part of the the yeah. joke. So that's nothing new that someone's used their their size as a joke. So Ethan Klein, this is a headline from the Independent. It says YouTuber Ethan Klein calls Joe Rogan a piece of shite s ish for vaccine information vaccine misinformation sorry so he tweeted this out he said um he said uh joe rogan who lives on elk meat egg yolk (laughs) and human growth hormone with lungs full of tar thinks he's healthier than everybody else well uh, (laughs) egg yolk just one egg yolk (laughs) not egg yolks just just egg yolk (laughs) egg yolk yeah, so Joe Rogan's diet is uh, it is elk meat in the morning and then a single egg yolk, <laughs> which I find funny that he he says elk meat and egg yolk, eggs which are incredibly healthy for you and especially egg yolks, um, and elk meat elk meat's like one of the leanest lean. red yeah, meats in the ever, and the fact that he also hunts his own elk meat processes it and freezes it and preserves it makes it even more healthy he's not having to get all the preservatives he gets from us and the hormones and the what <clears throat> hgh i don't know if rogan takes hgh i don't think he needs it um he's extremely healthy as others lungs full of tar well i guess he smokes cigars and smokes marijuana like he does he does i understand he does smoke a lot of pot but uh, i don't think Pot can give you lungs of tar, can it? Well, I, th- I think, from what I understand, that smoking marijuana does put more tar in your lungs than cigarettes does. Now, cigars is completely different because you don't inhale cigars. At least you're not no. supposed to. So that doesn't make any sense. I, I don't get that. But Again, even if, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But even if he does, okay, even if um, Rogan has lungs full of tar, keep in mind who's saying this, okay? Yeah. Just just Google Ethan. Cl- yeah. <clears throat> he says, this mother effer is such a B-word that when he got COVID, he threw the kitchen sink at it. If you're so healthy, just ride it out like a man, you should. Um, Again, he's complaining that a doctor prescribed him these medications. This is the thing that everyone has missed so much on the Joe Rogan ivermectin thing. You can't get ivermectin without a prescription. A doctor has to prescribe you this. Uh, there are ways you can get it, but yes. No, it's, it, it's not over-the-counter. You can't get ivermectin over-the-counter. It is a prescription. You have to get a doctor to give you a prescription for it. You can't get it over-the-counter unless you go to a tractor supply, but they, even even there again. You get the paste. You still have to get a prescription Brush for it. Brush your teeth with it. <laughs> Ew. So Ethan Klein is complaining about a doctor prescribing him these medications and rogan taking them remember the whole trust the doctors trust the experts okay joe rogan caught COVID and said doc what should i do here take this and this and this here's the scripts and joe rogan does it and he's saying oh you should just wrote it out like a man so if ethan so it's if joe rogan were to follow ethan's logic here then he could come out and say well why don't you trust your doctor yeah see how stupid this argument is he goes on further and says, dude has caused so much vaccine hesitancy and misinformation, he doesn't have the, ball, the balls to stand on the S he, he preaches. Now he goes, now he's on his show talking about how fat people should just die of COVID. Never said that. 
dude is such an effing piece of s um he never said that in fact we watched the clip beforehand i, I couldn't play because there's there's too many um there's too many obscenities in it but and i don't have time to censor it but he just said that if you're fat you're kind of screwed either way if you're morbidly obese because if COVID doesn't get you you're putting yourself at better at greater risks for for other things <clears throat> and this is going exactly with what the CDC found. The CDC cited that obesity as a culprit for hospitalizations in children. That it was like 60% of, no, 34%. The CDC found that, that children with underlying conditions, 34.7%, were more, were more likely to be admitted into in intensive care units than, than those without underlying condition. And that the CDC also found that um, it was like 60%, 30 to 60% of people with, um, oh, here you go, of the patients hospitalized with COVID-19, the most un the most common underlying condition was obesity at 32%. So what Rogan is saying is completely correct. That if you are overweight, you put yourself at a greater risk of having problems with COVID. The CDC cited it. So what what misinformation is he spouting here? Okay, so if you keep reading the next thing, he says, uh, instead of getting vaccinated, he takes Regeneron, an experimental drug that was developed alongside mRNA vaccines. His logic makes no sense, then credits ivermectin, which does effing nothing for COVID. Um we don't know that for sure that ivermectin doesn't, doesn't do anything. I don't think the uh, I think the cows are still out on that one. Or the jury's still out on that one. But uh, the whole uh, Regeneron thing is uh, well, Regeneron looks like it works because I've taken it. Rogue has taken it. Tim Pool's taken it. A whole host of other people have taken it, and within 12 to 48 hours or 12 to 24 hours, you're better. And Rogan was sick for two days. It's two days. I was sick for much longer than that because we, I, we waited too long. But um, but but after taking it, how much how much longer? Oh, it was, did it it was take? like twelve to twenty four hours. Like the yeah. next day, I was better. The whole point of the vaccine, the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting it. It looks like that the whole idea that you that the your symptoms will be better with uh, with the vaccine doesn't doesn't like that's turning out to be true. You can still spread it with the vaccine. So the vaccine doesn't really do that much of anything for you now with the new variant. So. Uh, that's also kind of dumb, Ethan Klein. And the whole fact that even if you are vaccinated and you get COVID and it turns out you know, it's a pretty bad case of it, are you not allowed to take Regeneron then either? Are you not allowed to go after these other drugs that might make your symptoms a little bit better? Well, because you got vaccinated, right? Like like Whoopi Goldberg. Got, she said she did everything <coughs> right. She got mm -hmm. all three shots. She got all her boosters. And she still got COVID. It's like, well, I did everything right. I, I did what you told me to. Well, maybe maybe it's the the efficacy of these vaccines is waning, but yet you have these idiots like Ethan Klein out there saying, "Well, if you if you don't get the vaccine, you're an idiot. If you take Regeneron, you're an idiot." It's like, again, uh, Ethan, you're not a doctor. If anyone's spreading medical medical misinformation, it's you, because you obviously don't know what you're talking about. I would never tell anyone say, "Hey, uh, you shouldn't do that because of this. You shouldn't do that because of that." I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to tell you not to get the vaccine. What has been the whole plat the whole s s s platform of this show when it came to COVID? Talk to your doctor. That's been exactly it. For Ethan to say that, that Rogan's doctor was wrong is the epitome 
of stupidity. And anti-science. Anti-science and medical misinformation. He's going against the, the advice of a medical doctor, the fat slob who doused his face in ranch dressing in one of the videos. That guy is now more of a medical expert because somehow he got the vaccine and now he has become Richard Simmons of health. That's what he is. If you get the vaccine, you think you're Richard Simmons. Oh yeah, we're gonna work out and have fun now. No, I, you are not. You are not an expert. If you get the vaccine, you are not the medical Jesus. If you get the vaccine, you ju you're just a person who got a medical procedure. You're not Gandhi. You're not. You're not Superman. Okay, you're just the fat slob, Ethan Klein. My my, th the whole takeaway from this is that. Um, I'll talk about what he what he wrote last in a second. But the, the thing is that he's calling him unhealthy, right? That, that's the whole thing is Ethan Klein, this fat slob, is calling Joe Rogan unhealthy. Um, I don't know if you've seen Joe Rogan recently, but he's not exactly um, uh, unhealthy by any metric. The dude's a black belt. The dude works out every single day. He eats a very healthy, lean diet. I mean, look at him. Look lean, at him. Lean diet. I mean, sure, you could probably go into maybe he should eat less red meat, but that, regardless of that, he's extremely healthy. His logic, Ethan's logic here, is that I'm healthier than Joe Rogan because I've taken the vaccine. I'm Richard Simmons. That doesn't work that way. You don't you, – you, you, look, if that logic is true, if by going your logic is true, you could be on my 600-pound life, get the vaccine, and all of a sudden you are healthier – than an American bodybuilder or than a fitness instructor. It's like that, or you're healthier than every pro athlete. It's like if you know, it's like it's like if Joe Rogan and Chris Christie were in the same <coughs> restaurant, and Chris Christie sees Joe Rogan eating ice cream, he's like, "Eat a salad, fatty." <laughs> then he goes on to say about um, about how e Ethan. Uh, this is from the article. It said Ethan finishes his tweet thread by um, cascading by by chastising the pod the podcaster for an alleged double standard concerning his criticism of pharmaceutical companies when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. He wrote, meanwhile, while Joe is on the big pharma conspiracy against vaccines, someone needs to tell him who makes ivermectin and Regeneron and all the other S he took while taking COVID. Okay, here's the difference, though. Here's the, here's the difference, Ethan. I don't think anyone's um, um, denying the fact that pharmaceutical companies make medicine. <laughs> No, um, I, I, you know, as much as you think that that that's a gotcha, um, I'm 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 gonna guess that a pharmaceutical company made ivermectin, the the, the made the ivermectin pills that that Joe Rogan took. The wild guess, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is that those procedures and those medical in interventions are being silenced and they're being censored and they're not they're not being allowed to be prescribed by doctors. And the only thing they're allowed to, to prescribe, the only thing they're allowed to recommend is the Pfizer vaccine, is the Moderna vaccine, is the J&J &J vaccine. That's it. They're not allowed to talk about that. So, yes, there is a big pharma conspiracy. And do you want, you want to know why? They don't make any money off of ivermectin. Why? It is a generic drug that costs, what, Malone, Dr. Malone said if you buy bulk enough size, it's a penny a dose. Yeah. There's no money in a penny a dose pill. But but you know what there is money in vaccine a thirty five billion dollar annual revenue vaccine that's what the money is, and the fact that he's saying that there should be a third and fourth dose the CEO of Pfizer there's oh boy there is there is money in that that's where Rogan's talking about that talking about the conspiracy he's not concerned about that his 
pills were made by a big pharma. That's the stupidest logic I've ever heard in my life. So Rogan had someone on uh, about a week or so ago who was uh, chronologically going through the problems with big pharma, and you know how the the problems with, with how big pharma advertises and whatnot. And they have both said that yes, big pharma does create medicines, prescription drugs that do help people, no doubt. But there's also this other problem with, of course, the whole COVID thing, and sometimes that the way they advertise and the way they uh, release the study information is not always truthful. So there is a problem there. Not saying they don't help people, but there's a big problem with the way they control their information. You can hold two positions at the same time. That's basically what I'm trying to say. I think the only the only resolution to this is. Joe Rogan, Ethan Klein, and the Octagon for oh, five rounds. Oh, I would love to see that. I would love to Joe see that. Rogan in the Octagon with Ethan Klein for five rounds just to see who's healthier. You know what's going to happen, though, is that he's going to do the same thing he did with Steven Crowder. He's just going to tap out and bring in Brock Asan, Lesnar. No, 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 no. Asan Piker. Oh, even it's – still, it's still not – it would still no, would not be a competition. Come on. Let's do it. I would be – look, I, I, I would pay pay-per-view pricing to see that, to see I bet you Ethan Rogan, Klein I bet get, you Rogan could beat Hassan and um, – Tag team? Tag – no, no, no. Two at once. Handicap match? He could beat them both. <clears throat> I just think out of all the people – to go after this would be here. Here's the equivalent. This is like um, someone on my 600 pound life going up to um, Aaron Judge from the Yankees and being like, "Dude's unhealthy because because he won't get vaccinated." Like, uh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not saying Aaron Judge didn't get vaccinated. I don't know, but that's it's equivalent equivalent argument. You have a guy Rogan who's in tip top physical shape, and Aaron Judge again, tip top physical shape. Both would win in a fight against the people there that, that are trying to trying to distract them. Well, I mean, it's like uh, someone going up to you <coughs> saying, "I think you need to go for a walk." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, this, and of course he's Michael getting. Michael Phelps look a little pudgy there, aren't you? Of course he's getting um, absolutely um, blasted, and I think this is because it could be a little insecurity of the fact that um, he, he got offended that Rogan called out people who were overweight. And he maybe maybe a little insecure about his about his his, his weight. Um, and if vaccine hesitancy is having on the guy who in, who invented the the technology and who raised um, honest concerns about it and brought up actual data, if that's vaccine hesitancy, then fine. Okay, fine. Then that's that's what we want to call it. Um, it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. But okay. So of course Michael Malice, um, the 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 wonderfulness that he is, had a beautiful. Um, the roast and um, debunking of this entire thing. He he uh, retweeted Ethan Klein's um, tweet and said, the, nar- the narrative has gone overnight from Joe Rogan is irrelevant since he went to Spotify to Joe Rogan is causing genocide by explaining what medications he took that successfully allowed him to beat COVID in record time. So which one is it? I mean, seriously, he is just giving an account of the medicines that his doctor told him to take, and that's the great crime. Is, is that's this, it. Is this the best they got? This is it, man. Is this the best from the the vaccine, the hustler crowd? Is this the best? Is Ethan Klein? This is the best they got? Because if this is if this is your argument, it sucks. Like it's really bad. So if this is what we're up against, maybe you know what? Maybe this isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> maybe this is more of a joke than anything. 
I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, that 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 is the Ethan Klein debacle. So remember, guys, um, you can sit at home and eat Grubhub and Uber Eats and all the crap you want. You can eat a gallon of Ben and Jerry's every single day, and you can weigh seven hundred pounds and have a blood pressure over three hundred if you want. Oh, and um, and you can be um, breathing out of a tube, and you can be on oxygen and on a CPAP, and you can have. Um, um, blood transfusions every day because your kidneys are failing and you need to and because because your 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 heart stopped working and you can have multiple strokes multiple heart attacks and you could be like the guys from the dub bears um snl skit having a heart attack every single waking minute you can do that and take a vaccine and be healthier than joe rogan by ethan klein's logic so with that i think that you have your life now um summed up and i think that you have your life goal summed up if as long as long as you take the, the the product given from CNN's business CEO of the year, you are healthier than Joe Rogan by automatically, automatically healthier. Yep. That's just the only factor according to Ethan Klein. Um, and and just as long as you don't eat um, as long as you don't eat elk meat and egg, and yolk. egg yolk, just a single egg yolk. Yep. Just, just just one egg yolk, not egg yolks, just a single egg yolk. You know, you know, what I kind of want to see now is Rogan go on Instagram or whatever and just post a picture of an egg yolk and then elk and then be like, breakfast time, boys. <laughs> and some elk sausage or whatever. And then a cigar on the end. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be funny. So, guys, that is the episode of the podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for checking it out and listening. Joe, any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, if you like the show, share it with a friend. Um uh, you like and subscribe. Uh, l- please leave down there in the comment section. Leave, leave us a review. We would love that. And yeah, now you can review on Spotify. Yeah, so leave us a review. You can do that on Spotify yeah, now? Yeah, on Spotify. Awesome. Yeah, they released it now. So, uh, yeah, leave us a review on Spotify. Make, make it a five-star. Yeah, give us give us the, give us us the a high five with five stars. Give me a ten. <laughs> I'm a ten. Um, and then uh, this show really it survives off of your support. So if you like what you're hearing here, please uh, join the website on the Patreon page. <coughs> Buy some merch. We got some. Jacob made some cool stuff there. Um, but yeah, please support the show in any way you can if you like what you're hearing here. So anyway, we'll be back on Monday, right? Should be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. I don't see why not either. So. Okay. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Rocket plane, tranquility, we copy you on the ground. We got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.